Okay, boys and girls, it's now time for Treks in Sci-Fi with the star of the show, the geek meister himself, Rico. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to a fairly short, kind of a grab bag episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. This will be show 759. It is February 2nd, 2020, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not a big football fan guy. I've said that before. Many times don't really watch pro sports much, but it is a big, you know, big day for that. And of course, there are all the commercials and movie trailers that we'll be seeing. So I kind of usually have it on in the background. Lynn, my wife, watches it. And uh, uh, so that's, uh, you know, yeah, that's today. But um, I was going to try to do a guest cast this week, but it's going to be next week. So I, I, I felt like, well, I'll just get together, get together, <laughs> get on. Get on Audacity, do a, do a fairly short show. I'm going to shoot for maybe a half hour. Kind of talk a little bit about maybe the second episode of Picard, a few other things. And yeah, pretty casual, not, nothing really major this week. But, uh, but I wanted to put out a show. So um, without any further ado, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right. Again, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is Trex and Sci-Fi, the weekly dose of geeky goodness, mostly weekly. And I'm Rico. And so if you'd like to support the show, that's over at patreon.com forward slash Trex and Sci-Fi. So it's a new month. I keep saying so. That's the word of the day. What was it? What is it? Sesame Street? Sesame Street had a word of word of the day or a number of the day, maybe both, I think been a long time since I've seen that uh, although you know my kids are older now but uh, you know got a little grandson so that'll be at some point he'll be starting to watch Sesame Street all right not amazing how my mind bounces around to stuff like that uh, but again welcome to the podcast so whoa I it seems pretty universal at this stage already after only two episodes that everybody for the most part, is loving Star Trek Picard. I'm seeing little bits of things, you know, the internet's internet's so weird sometimes, you know, because does it really represent reality? Does it really represent the majority of people's ideas or opinions? I, you know, there's a ton of people that just don't post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, a lot of people that just go about their lives and never do that. And, and those of us that do, you know, you, you see this small little sliver of, of you know, reaction. You know, we, we've we've talked over the last couple of months about the Star Wars, quote-unquote, fans and, and, and people not really, you know, people kind of seeming to be, I've always felt like there's always more negative opinions that get shared than positive. Uh, and, and the positive stuff just gets kind of like washed out a bit. It's unfortunate. I think we. I, I. I think the thing to keep in mind is to realize. Well, two things I would say. One is your opinion is great and is yours, and and you're totally 
entitled to that and cool with it, uh, of course. But also keep, just keep in mind that, that, again, what you read and see online uh, is, is just who knows what it really means to the majority of the world, majority of the country that you live in and, and that. So there's I think it's very easy to see like, well, I saw three people didn't like this movie and so it's probably not very good or three people who liked it. So it's probably great. And it becomes just this, uh, I don't know, very, um, very weird, you know, back um, uh, way back when we didn't have the Internet. Yes. For some of you won't know what that is. And a lot of you, I'm sure that do know uh, that time. I. I think I've talked about this before on the on the show, but I used to long long ago. I used to actually read a lot of movie reviews and things in newspapers, and I kind of like only kind of half paid attention to it. And I got to the point, even with official movie critic reviews, that I I got to the stage and point. And the, and this was a time where the kind of movies and TV and things that I like were not really very popular in terms of well they certainly weren't po- they I don't even know if they still are or are now popular with movie critics uh not not that much uh even though the the you know comic book movies and sci-fi fantasy movies are, tend to make you know big bucks at the box office tend to be some of the highest grossing movies these days I don't think movie critics still think much of them I mean look at the upcoming Oscars Academy Awards there's not much in there that's from the genre. I mean, the Joker movie, mostly because, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and the weird performance. I mean, I I think it was a good performance, really good performance. I think he's he, he totally got into the character. Uh, might win an Oscar, who knows? Uh, but um, as... As a as a movie, I, I I know a lot of people love that movie, but I I was just kind of average okay with it. I I, I felt like it was actually well, not only a kind of an odd movie, but but it really obviously pretty depressing too, and, and and that's okay. But I we have so much of that these days in the world. I, I it's hard for me to watch. I, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, I, I did want to see it, but it, it it is a little hard when that's the kind of stuff we we get. But it's a reflection of society in the time so what was i getting at with that oh that they that they don't reward or don't award movies you know in this genre very much and so back to my original thing about movie critics so and i've always said this that they're not going to like necessarily the kinds of things that i like i always use the analogy of food you know a, a restaurant food critic guy who doesn't like a certain kind of food if he goes to that restaurant he's already going to be kind of predisposed to maybe not caring for it i don't know how I've never understood how you can really you I guess you kind of objectively somewhat rate movies, television and so forth. You can you can talk about the script, the story, does it make sense? Does it have a beginning, a middle and an end? Does it have a protagonist that's interesting? Character, you know, interactions is the acting seem to be solid and well done. But once you get past all that and and, and I kind of think that a lot of movies, even movies that have been panned by critics and even the public most of those things aren't the reason typically that they're panned right uh, they're they're you know sometimes a few times but but it's it's just usually people it's not something people like or whatever so all right i'm, I'm going on way too long on that let's let's talk a little bit about the recent episode of picard i know i, I said I, last week that i wasn't going to talk about you know every picard episode but i wanted to 
do a show this week, and, and we may as well talk about this because it's obviously one of the big things going on in in the geek world. You know, Treks and Sci-Fi was originally sort of began way back in 2005 to kind of keep Star Trek the dream alive after Enterprise went off the air, and now we have Star Trek Discovery, of course, for, the, for two seasons and a third one beginning sometime later this year. We have Star Trek Picard. We've had additional movies since that time. And uh, so the, the most recent episode, this one called Maps, and legends is there's they're spending definitely i think a a good several part of the the first several episodes of the first season i I, i'm kind of looking at ahead even it looks to me like you know up through episode maybe four or five even we're we're not going to get too deep into picard actually trying to solve this mystery but oh spoiler alert here we go talking a little bit about this episode uh i'll try not to give you a lot of I don't think there's too many things in this episode that were major revelations of any kind. So uh, it will be fairly easy to keep it kind of, you know, won't really ruin the episode, I don't think, if you've seen it. But uh, and a lot of with the trailers these days that you see, a lot of probably the things I'm going to point out, you've already, you know, you can see in the trailer. So a part of this, he, you know, Picard starts to investigate this this Dodge character that came to him for help. Uh, that leads him eventually to go back to um, Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco. He talks to this admiral, and 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 that doesn't go very well. <laughs> he's kind of ostracized, you know. Now that he's he both left Starfleet, you know, fourteen years ago or so, and he has this recent interview on television, which which. He talks about how Starfleet isn't the Starfleet he knew, and it wasn't his Starfleet, and and that, and you know things shift. The um, and it was good. It was interesting. I, I I had a little bit of issue with it. It, it seemed very clean and pat. You know, he yeah, for him to go in there and ask for what he does is a little bit, you know, a bit much to just sit down and and it's somewhat presumptuous, especially with the way he leaves Starfleet, but. You know, this guy did a lot for 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 Starfleet, for the Federation, for for numerous people, worlds, pretty much. You know, saved the galaxy, kind of. You know, a few times. So it's it's hard for me to swallow that. Okay, yeah, he had this little bit of rift and tiff with Starfleet. You know that. Um, so you know, uh, screw you, Picard, kind of a thing. And and uh, I kind of get that. I I it, but. I, I thought about this. I, I wondered. So he gets to see this particular um, female admiral. Wouldn't he still have people in high places in Starfleet that still kind of both understood his reasons for leaving, also were good friends of his, people he he you know worked with alongside of, you know, not necessarily just people that were on the Enterprise and eventually got promoted, but. Um, it's just it, it was it was a quick scene. I I feel like there should have been a little bit more to it, uh, and, and it was a little cut and dry. I felt, uh, you know, on, on on you know a number of fronts. I, I just felt like he goes in, he gets sort of dressed down by this admiral, and then he well, I'm gonna go do very Kirk like fashion. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go have to do this myself, right, and get a ship and so forth. Um, so I don't know. I, I just felt it was sort of simplistic. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more meat on that. There's also this underlying undercurrent, underlying undercurrent. There's two, put those two together, uh, of what's going on in Starfleet. 
is it just Starfleet has really shifted? Are they being undermined by Romulans uh, or other dissidents? What, what what what's the deal? What's the dealio here? Now they've they've touched on that over the years. They even did it back in TNG days with an episode. What was that episode called? Conspiracy with aliens that had infiltrated Starfleet. You know, so it, that's not a new idea of your 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 you know. The, the place you work for, the, the organization you're, you're, you trust it has been sort of become compromised. And again, this is a sign of the times type of show. But uh, so there's other things going on there that I'm sure we're going to learn about. I, I, um, I, I just thought that they I would have liked to have seen a little bit more like somebody coming and running to Picard. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, but things have changed. You know, just something like does he have nobody left there that uh, it's just... For, for the Federation to, you know, turn away from what they did with the Romulans, and I kind of said this on last week's podcast, and, and then, you know, for, so what, they just all thought that was a good idea? I mean, yeah, that was a strategic and whatever the Federation and Starfleet decided that was their choice and their decision, but uh, it's supposed to be in the future, and it's supposed to be a little bit more of an open society in terms of being able to express your, your thoughts and ideas and opinions. So everyone just kind of follows along like little tin soldiers. I, I just I, I just find all of that kind of and I know it's they need drama and they need to have a certain throughput and like a through line of okay, well now he's gotta go and but I, I it's television, it's gotta keep it kind of clean and moving and short, but I but I also find it just being a little bit too <laughs> It's like, uh, what was this line from? You're either with, oh, that was um, Anakin, right? You're either with me or against me. You know, black and white kind of, I don't like black and white. I, I, I like I like gray, shades of gray. Oh, the book Shades of Gray, yeah. But no, I'm talking about like, I just like nuance and, 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 and more more to it than, than just that. Uh, you know, ones and zeros on or off. You're either with me or against me kind of a thing. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's still fine. It's still good. And I still am really enjoying it. Uh, but um, but I think that um, I think for a fairly sophisticated show and, you know, with Patrick Stewart back and he's capable of a ton of of nuanced performance, I, it's just for him to go in there and get kind of that reaction. I just I just thought it was too quick and too easy. So that's all. Maybe there's going to be more. I mean, he's obviously going to go running around. It appears that he's he's finding everybody who's. Uh, become disgruntled with Starfleet for one reason or the other and left. He's, he's going to go get them all, and they're going to go off in this little um, crusade uh, it, it, to, to save, uh, you know, this other, other uh, person out there, uh, you know, Dodge's uh, twin, right? So, uh, and then, you know, it's just, yeah. But I, I don't want to be a downer here. I don't want to say, like, I didn't like it. I really enjoyed the episode. I, I thought that was um, – there's a lot of good information that we, we learn more about uh, these um, rogue uh, androids. Uh, we learn a bit more about this this um, abandoned Borg cube thingy, whatever that's out there. And I, I guess it's Romulan space is what I've figured out or read or heard or whatever that they're in, that they're working on. Um, so it's there's a lot of moving parts, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how this comes together. Uh, the, you know, the, the show has already officially been picked up for a second season and they, uh, this, the word last comic on it at last summer that was floating around 
was that the, the idea was to do three seasons, uh, 10 episodes each. And I don't know if that's going to be to tell this whole story or how if it's going to be kind of like a trilogy book thing where they're going to do it in three parts. Uh, I don't know if this story will sustain for that long. Uh, but I do believe there, there, there are people that I'm hearing saying it's sort of slow so far. But I, but I think that's intentional. I, I don't believe that this will be all settled and solved after the end of um, the first season. I, I don't think the way the pace and the way he's having to gather this kind of ragtag crew and bunch, I don't think they're going to have, um, I don't think they're going to be able to finish that off in, in season one. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will be kind of settled. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would think and hope that he's going to finally, you know, be able to connect up with this other um, young woman out there that needed, you know, that her sister needed his help. Uh, that he's going to run into all the characters we've seen so far in the trailers, uh, pick up, you know, with Seven of Nine, the connection there with the Borg and all. It, it's uh, I, a couple things that I really love about the way they're doing the show is that it, it is sort of intricate and involved, and it also kind of touches on a lot of history of Star Trek, history of the next generation, of the films, uh, of Picard's character, of other series like Seven of Nine, uh, and even a little bit of the movie stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of things here. This isn't just a very independent. Now, I think I, I, it's always hard for me to tell. I, I think people could still watch and enjoy this without knowing all that stuff. I don't think you need to know a ton. But uh, this is obviously, I think, going to be a lot more fun and enjoyable for Trek fans, right? For Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever you call your particular, you know, your Star Trek fan self. But the... Yeah, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on here that it does help to know uh, some of the background, but uh, but they are definitely keeping us a little bit in the dark. Oh, the the other big reveal, and again, I, I said spoiler alert, spoiler alert, right? So we learned that one of one of the big things that comes out in in episode two, we learned that that Picard is basically he's dying. He has a kind of an incurable disease, uh, and. And so that's a kind of a revelation or an interesting point. I, I uh, I'm not trying to figure out what that means for all of this. Is that is that going to mean that, you know, I mean, he was already going to do this mission thing uh, before he learns this, uh, although he may have suspected it. It seems like because he had you know some tests done or whatever. So um, that's um, not quite sure what that's going to. You know, is that going to mean he, this is going to be kind of his final mission? He's going to go out with a bang because he's dying anyway? Uh, I kind of hope not, of course. Uh, I hope maybe there's a way to fix it and solve it. And uh, but um, but we will see what that means to the show. Does that mean he'll ha- he'll be very um, reckless and and just like we'll see, we'll see. You know, uh, Jean Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart is you know as the character, he's never been a reckless captain. You know, that's a Kirk more of a Kirk thing, right, than a Picard thing. But maybe it'll change a bit here. Who knows? Um, I read the... Uh, also, thing I wanted to touch on is I read the final issue, the third issue of the Picard comic series that um, has been been put out. I think it's IDW, right? I, think. I don't have it handy laying here. but um, So you can get those off of Comixology digitally. Uh, you can buy the comics online or, or although they're they did a fairly small print run, so those are a little harder to get. I think eBay you could probably find them, but um, but anyway, the the thing I wanted to say is that the third issue, especially, we get to learn a little bit more in the third issue of the comic about these uh, 
Uh, it's Laris, and I, I don't know how you say the guy's name, Saban or something like that. Um, the two Romulans that are staying with Picard at his vineyard, uh, you learn a little bit more about them in issue three. So there's a pretty direct connection line to uh, the um, those two characters in Picard in the Picard series. So keep that in mind. The other thing, also, you you get a little bit of this Raffi character that he goes. You see her, and you, she, he goes to meet up with her in the um, second episode of the series. She's um, she was someone that was serving under him on his last command. Uh, on the on this starship that he it wasn't a, the Enterprise it was called the USS Verity I think is how you say it so you you do get to see some of these characters that are in the Picard series in this comic so is it critical or important no I mean there but I, it was nice to 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 see that connection and and there are, there are some things there um, that I thought were pretty interesting and do help kind of flesh out those characters, which are seem to be a pretty big part of his life for the last, you know, many, many years. All right. I am going to take a short break. We're only like 20 minutes in, but I said I'm going to make this a shorter podcast. I'm going to come back in a, just a minute, and then I'll talk a little bit about um, a couple of other things, collectibles, and then we will wrap up the show. When you're not listening to Treks and Sci-Fi and our friend Rico, please listen to the Anomaly Podcast. You can find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. All right. Uh, so collectibles. The one thing I wanted to point out, obviously... Um, the Star Wars Mandalorian show was very popular. Not a small part of that was due to Baby Yoda, right? Baby Yoda. Or the child, as they're trying to call him. Not Baby Yoda. <laughs> um, why couldn't he just name him? Call him, like, uh, Squirt or something. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Mando will give him a name and. um in the, uh, in the next season. But, you know, even the Mandalorian doesn't really have a name. Uh, he does have a, a name. You you hear it. Uh, I think it was just in the last episode you hear it. But um, so the the um, Baby Yoda, the hit of the Mandalorian series, and no merchandise. Still no merchandise. Official merchandise. But uh, sideshow toys, which I've I've bought a lot of uh, collectible statues mostly off of them over the years, has a life size, which is only. He's a small little guy, right? He, he's only like 16 inches. So there's a life-size uh, Sideshow Toys um, uh, figure. Uh, I was going to say collectible, but collectible figure that they put up for pre-order uh, on Sideshow, Sideshow Toys site. Just search for that. I think it's Sideshow Toys, all one word, dot com. And it looks pretty cool. Uh, Kenny had posted about it. And I also put it up on the Trex and Sci-Fi Facebook group, a post about it, and I pre-ordered it. It's, you know, not to some people, let me give you a little bit of background here. It, some people are, would say that this is kind of expensive. It's $350, which is not cheap. However, uh, for any, even though life size in this case is only 16 inches, it looks very well done. The face looks great. Uh, you can't completely tell sometimes in prototype pictures. But I, I think they'll do a good job with it. Sideshow has pretty, been pretty good uh, producer of collectibles for, for quite a long time now. And uh, I, I felt like that that was a reasonable price. I mean, they have 
other life-size pieces, gosh, well, they're much bigger in, in most cases. You can get, um, and some of those go, go up to thousands of dollars. So, and I, I think they had a, maybe they, I don't know if it's still on there for sale, but they had a life-size Yoda that I was kind of tempted by. What did that cost? Well, I'm trying to remember. I think that was close to like 800 or 900, or maybe it was even more than that. Um, but um, just again, to, to give you a feel, this is not a toy. This is not a, you know, doll that you can buy at Walmart. Right, you can, you will be able to find those, but I mean, they're not going to look like this. They're not going to look as uh, detailed and as authentic and, and match the character as well. So this is a true collectible, um, and uh, the looks like the due date for it isn't till next fall. So probably about the time we'll get season two of the show. So there's all it's a long way off, and you can payment plan things for sideshow. So you know, you can spread it spread out that money over you know six eight months if you want. So then it's not not that bad and you know collectibles that they make that other companies make you know they go anywhere from you know things under a hundred dollars to things that are thousands of dollars and i've always viewed this stuff as sort of like collecting art it's my kind of you know way of collecting art and uh yeah so that's up for sale if you're interested what else did i want to talk oh uh i don't know if i mentioned this before but i've been doing for several months now uh, there, Amazon has, uh, you know, these these boxes, these collector series boxes. Uh, they have a, they're usually with Funko, well, they're connected with Funko Pop vinyls. Uh, there was a Star Wars line of them. They were coming out every two months, every other month. There was a Star Wars line that just ended. Uh, and there's also a Marvel, Marvel Comics line that is still ongoing every two months. I think it's twenty nine ninety five. You get a little um, one of these boxes in the mail. You've seen these things. They've done this kind of stuff for a while now. Uh, that um, it's a pretty good deal if you're if you like this kind of thing. Uh, it's every two months, like I said, for thirty dollars. But inside of like the most recent one that I got, there's two pop vinyls, and those are usually you know retail type of pop vinyl prices, roughly ten each. And these are exclusive ones, so they have a little sticker exclusive. You can't buy them outside of these this collectible box series thing. Uh, they had a Fantastic Four box this month. So there was a Reed Richards and Johnny Storm as the Human Torch uh, where the two pop vinyls. There's usually also a t-shirt inside the box. There was a Fantastic Four t-shirt this month and a little pin, a Doctor Doom pin and a little sticker. So it, it's, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's it's worth the money. It's not that that expensive. And I, I like the fact that it's not every month. If it was every month, I, I, it would be a little too much, I, I feel. I like every other month. Although when I was doing the Star Wars one and, and that ended, uh, I was getting one each month. There was a Star Wars one, you know, would come one month, and then the Marvel one, and they were, like, alternating. But now I'm just doing the Marvel. So you can find those things on Amazon. There's a bunch of, I think, other series. I, I've been – I haven't gotten into the Eagle Moss Star Trek ships, but I keep being very tempted by them. Especially the oversized ones, the whatever they're officially called XL or something like that. They they have these bigger versions. The small ones were pretty cool, but I, I I'd much prefer something a little bit bigger. And they've done quite a few of the bigger sizes. Even those tend to be though those cost more. Uh, they're usually around seventy dollars per, and they're very detailed and they're roughly, I think they're usually like eight ten inches long. 
think of it a very well detailed and painted model is, is essentially what they are. They don't light up. I don't think any of them yet have had any kind of, even the XL size ones, I don't think any of them have any kind of functions with any kind of light effects or sounds. Um, so that, um, those are still kind of tempting me. I bought one piece from them at Two years ago at San Diego Comic-Con, I bought a little um, Colonial Viper from the new Battlestar Galactica series. I bought one of those. That was pretty cool. I just happened to be by the booth when I when you know, it was like, oh, it was exclusive San Diego Comic-Con uh, Viper. And I said, yeah, that, I, I love Battlestar, and I love that ship. I've always liked it. And when they did the update for BSG... They didn't really change the the ship very much. You know, the Viper still looks pretty much like the uh, the original um, Battlestar show. You know, Viper a little sleeked up a bit more, but uh, yeah. So, and then there's a, one other little collectible place that I wanted to mention is Cultman TV. Uh, I think it's Cultman TV Shop or CultmanTV.com. Just search for it. They have a lot of very cool um, model kits and light kits for the models and just just a lot of great stuff so i've been kind of keeping an eye on that site lately as well so yeah there's there's always a ton of collectibles and there's a bunch of places you can buy stuff from and spend your uh spend your tax refund if you get a tax refund right so uh so that's i think about what i wanted to talk about this week and i wanted like i said keep this a shorter show talk a bit more about picard i am really really enjoying the show I'm excited to see um, when we learn more about the, the what's going on with the Borg out there and the Romulans. Get seven of nine in the mix. Uh, have Picard can you know collect up this crew he's going to go off with on this ship that they they've got and uh, and find out um, how how uh, how much the the bad guys have really infiltrated Starfleet. Uh, you know, oh look, we got <laughs> bad guys in the house again. Bad guys in the in Starfleet, uh, maybe, maybe, who knows, who knows if it's more, yes, they've joined forces, it's not really being, you know, controlled, but they think this is the right thing to do for Starfleet, I don't know, like I said last week, the, 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 the whole Romulan evacuation thing, and the whole thing about the Federation feeling they don't have, they're stretched too thin, they don't have the resources, I just, uh, I had a little trouble with it. I'm like, uh, you can go re- replicate this and go mine some ore there and do the, you know, yeah, everybody has their limits, but I, I just like, okay, we might not be able to help you right away right today, but we can at least not let you die and then figure out things later. I, I don't know. Okay. I said that a lot last week. And again, I'm really, really enjoying the show and the music's even starting to grow on me. I was a little bit eh, at first, but now I'm starting to get into it um, and enjoy it. And uh, and it looks great. And it's it's so cool to see another um, Trek type show with uh, Patrick Stewart back as Picard. That is uh, undeniably cool, and I, I really like it. So, oh, and there, I've been watching the um, the Will Will Wheaton um, the Ready Room show. It's been pretty good. It's a little the second one, actually the first episode of that I and they're both so far they've they put up by the way they put the first episode of Star Trek Picard up on YouTube for free for some limited time and the Ready Room both uh, episodes of that which are the sort of follow-up to each of the Picard episodes that have come out so far both of those are on YouTube I I don't know if every Ready Room I haven't even I haven't even really watched them on CBS All Access I watched while well, I'm watching Picard on there but the Ready Room shows I've just been watching on YouTube 
They're about 23, 24, 25 minutes long. Uh, he usually interviews, uh, he's interviewed a few of the behind the scenes people. None of the actors yet, I don't, he hasn't had on there. I'm hoping, obviously, that he does at some point get uh, Patrick Stewart, Jerry Ryan, whoever else, you know, um, um, Brent Spiner, of course, and so forth. So, um, all right, folks, uh, about a half hour show, uh, a little shorter this week, like I said, but uh, wanted to uh, talk more about Picard and, and, and say hi and uh, enjoy those uh, Super Bowl uh, snacks and ads if you're into that, if you're watching. And I will talk, uh, well, I'll be back in two weeks with a show. Um, in, um, in next week, we'll be, uh, Mark will be here with uh, another a classic movie. I think he's doing a, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think it's the original one he's going to do. So that would be cool to do. And, oh, one last thing I wanted to say. kind of should have said this earlier, but um, my wife, Lynn, um, or as, as is known, Mrs. Rico, she, is, uh, she, is, <laughs> she, she, she suggested, I didn't even have to ask her, but she has said, hey, I want to do another podcast with you and do another Treks and Sci-Fi. So I don't know what we're going to talk about. I told her, all right, let's do that in a couple of weeks. So maybe that's the show what we'll do in, in two weeks from now. Maybe uh, she's been... Um, She's been. She reads a lot of books. She actually uh, has read those Discovery of Witches books, which I want to read. She's read Outlander, although she doesn't watch the TV show, and a few other things. So um, we'll get her thoughts. Oh, she can probably give you her thoughts on Rise of Skywalker too. So that'll be fun. So yeah, we're gonna do a husband wife show sometime in the next couple of weeks. Maybe two weeks from now. Maybe a little further out. We'll see how how things all go. But um, so that should be fun. I don't think we've done one of those. We did one, I think, ever, way back years, maybe nine, eight, nine years ago. And I think that's about it. I don't know if it's only been one. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, she, she's she's been listening to more podcasts on her own, and I think that's got her kind of into it more than uh, than in the old days when I was doing this show and she wasn't really listening to podcasts or watching them. She watches, she does a lot of craft type things and knitting and stuff like that. So she watches a lot of those types of shows. Um, a lot of those are actually video shows for the most part. I think some are audio only, but uh, so I think that's got her more interested in the in the format. But uh, so that is coming up on Trucks in Sci-Fi. Hey, thanks everyone so much for listening to uh, to the show this week. I uh, always appreciate that. Always appreciate you downloading um, Patreon.com forward slash Trucks and Five Trucks and Sci-Fi. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and um, and by the way, I just yesterday I altered the group um, uh, URL name for the Facebook group to maybe make it easier. So it's now Facebook groups forward slash uh, Trek SF. It was going to be Treks in Sci-Fi, but I used to have a group on there um, with that uh, URL. But that group got something happened. It got all weird and messed up. So I had to like basically kill it and then create a new group on Facebook. But the problem is Facebook somehow, and I think I even tried to contact them, that old URL is still sitting there. Like, in other words, it's taken. It comes up as taken, so I can't use Treks and Sci-Fi for the Facebook group. Now, the name of, I'm, keep in mind, this is just for the, the web address. This is just the URL shorthand thing. This has nothing to do with it. It's still called the Treks and Sci-Fi group, and if you search, searched on Facebook, you'd find it. So, But I just changed the shorthand of it to its group slash uh, Trek SF. So for your information, all right. 
Take care, everyone. Enjoy the next episode of Picard. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, and um, let's see. What is it? San Francisco and Kansas City. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Like I said, I don't really watch sports. I, I feel like San Francisco is maybe the better team that I've heard. But but who knows? I have no opinion on it. Although I do have squares. You know, those little squares, you you, you betting pools at work. So for the first time in many years, I have those. So that'll be exciting. All right, everyone, take care, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.